When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? All right. So a bill that would decriminalize the possession of some psychedelic substances passed the California State Senate on Wednesday, and now it heads to the State Assembly. It would allow people age 21 and over to own or prepare certain hallucinogenic substances, including psilocybin, DMT, Ibogaine, and mescaline. If the current bill is approved by the state assembly, it would then head to the governor's desk who could sign the law into effect or veto it. So that's what you need to know. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, we've talked a lot about this over the last several weeks. So, um, you know, I've changed my I mean, I was not against it, but I've certainly been more of a proponent of it after watching that E60 uh, about psilocybin and the effects that it has on. Certain athletes that uh, were, you know, went into this retreat, for lack of a better phrase, uh, to treat their depression from concussion syndrome and things of that nature. I, I, I'm all for it, man. I think that we, you know, from that E60, I learned that we were actually on that path to kind of figure that out uh, in the 50s and 60s. And mm-hmm. then that all changed after the Nixon administration because um, they criminalized all that stuff. But, yeah, I, I'm all about like, hey, man, let's figure out what we can do to help people, man. You know? I actually don't really know anything about it. I mean, I got to be totally honest. I always thought that it was all just about people wanting to get high, you know? Like, I don't know any of the um, I mean, we've brought this effects. up a lot, like it, that it helps with PTSD, addiction, depression. I mean, it's treated, it's used as treatment for a lot of those things in other countries. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. kind of like the last ones to the boat or on the boat, whatever. Yeah, whatever it, it, you should watch this E60, Cappy. Yeah, what's it? What's it? Do you recall what, what it's Do you want me to send you the links? That would be that way lovely. Watch the links. That would be marvelous. Are you going to send it to my ESPN email, or are you going to send it to my regular Do you have email? an ESPN email? Not well, yet. You Not do yet. have it. ES- you do. Because Greg just texted me and said he wanted to know if you announced to everybody yet that it's active officially. And okay, I said I yes, just, but he doesn't know how to But you don't know how to get the emails. I, in in fact, in fact, let me just say this. Bergie sent me this email today, right? Uh-huh. And in the email, when I clicked on it, it opened up. So, like, whatever he sent me was a photograph. Mm-hmm. So I still don't really know how to set up the email. Oh my gosh! I know it's a. Pr- Do you I mean, have like your username and password? I have my username. I've got okay, like then company I'm send ID. You a link that you. I can got use. it all. It's very simple, Cappy. I'll I'll send you a link and then you can try it that way. All right, I appreciate that, boy. I'll tell you guys, I'm glad that uh, we're all you know kind of at at the crib today because man, oh man, you guys see what's going on with this uh, writers. A solidarity thing that's going on right outside LA Live yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, Holy it's great. A lot of people out there. A lot of people. Did you? Right. Know no, that? sorry, Laura. But wait, but you don't. You don't want like. What are you like? You're, you're not for like the the people like you know trying to get what they're trying to get. No, I'm all for it. I'm a member of the same union, so I'm I'm all for it. It's just I mean it's a lot of people. So I know that like you know downtown LA right now. Laura, you're gonna. You, you, you're, you're just right, but you're just selfishly worried about the uh, the, the traffic. potential traffic okay. implications. Yes, so, yes yeah. naturally, of course. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I selfishly decided to, you know, W. <laughs> and then all of a sudden say, "Oh, sorry, Laura." Yes. Yeah, sorry, Laura. I'm sorry that you're sorry, there. You, you have, have to, to deal drive with and deal with it. Yeah. 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 It's all good, Cap. You know. 
Set a I'm new a personal one. record yesterday, Laura. I got I got to South South LA yesterday in an hour thirty nine. Wow, that's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Cap. Hour thirty nine. Cappy, I found you in the global. Really? I'm in there? Oh, yeah. this is great. This is great. We could find out. But you know what like it says, actually? This is the like, hilarious part uh-oh. under your name. Yeah, what's it say? It says, like, your title, right? Like, what, is what it says. Do I have a says. title? Yeah. It says, <laughs> reporter. <laughs> 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 reporter That's dash hilarious. P slash T, as in, like, part-time reporter. Yeah, I'm a part-time reporter. <laughs> there are times. Wait until McMenamin sees that. Yeah, there are some times that I report. Yeah, you should look up McMenamin. See what he's what his title it is. It says reporter. No, his mine says announcer. Announcer. Yeah. What are you like announcing the trains? Yeah, just telling you. Yours you're still, down at yours Union says Station. Reporter. Here comes yeah. train twenty four. Yeah. Here comes the twenty five train. Yeah. I'm a report. I'm a part time reporter, George. Remember that, pal. Uh. Dave McMiniman. No, his, um, I don't know. I can't find his for whatever reason. But anyway, yeah, yours says reporter, which I think is absolutely hilarious. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, we're going to have to carry this Ramona thing over because it's not going to, I mean, we'll start now, but we'll have to carry it over to the next segment. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's start with this. So Momo was on Mason in Ireland, um, like around like 145-ish or something like that. And she was giving him the morsels, okay? It, she was, she was doing the Lord's work when were it came to the. Were you receiving this? You're, you're listening to this and you're hearing it. Were, were I was. I was. I was working morsels? out. Yeah, yeah, I was but, working out, and I was they listening hearing to this. When you you're they getting it, it, are they getting it? Yeah, of course they're getting it. Okay, just want to make sure. Just didn't know if you were like hearing things that they didn't hear. No, you were like reading I mean, between the lines. The, she was pretty direct, I would say. Okay. No interpretation here, Cappy. All yeah. Right. All right. So let me let me get Momo on Austin Reeves because I feel like this is the one everyone's mostly focused on, right? In regards to the Lakers, like what's going to go on with Austin Reeves? What does the contract potentially look like? What is uh, the things that the Lakers need to worry about in regards to Austin Reeves? Let's hear it. Now here's a hard one, Austin. Well, Austin's going to be dictated by the market, Austin, right? Austin, I mean, I read something today that said they think he could crack $100 million. He could. Okay, so the teams that I, I think, think the most Austin, he can make is 98 98 I think yeah. you're right, John. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, the, the San Antonio Spurs are the team I think people watch with him. I think Indiana would be a team... Because all those teams have money and they can outspend the Lakers. They can. They can. I read today. Houston has interest in him. Houston. Although, can they outspend? They can't really outspend the Lakers because it's it's the weird Gilbert Arenas rule. The Lakers can only give him four years and like fifty million dollars. Yeah. So what they can do is those teams can do a a contract which is like structured in a way that the Lakers will not want to match it. Even though they might want to match the total dollars, they'll go like. Six million, six million, and then twenty million a year. This right. happened with Jeremy Lin. Yeah, and Tyler Je- Johnson too. Right. Yep. When Jeremy Lin, you know, went nuts in New York. Yeah. The Knicks everybody thought, well, of course the Knicks are gonna keep him. And then I think it was Houston back ended an offer that just the Knicks couldn't couldn't match. So I read uh, for Austin fourteen, fourteen, twenty seven. The most he can make the most he can make in the first year is eleven. Right. No matter who, uh, where, who no matter who right. he plays it's for. 11, 12, 27, yeah. 27. Yeah. Right. Was kind of I have a feeling they're going to keep him no matter what, Momo, even if they be- some team backloads that contract. So hmm. that that's the thing. The scary part about Austin Reeves is the Lakers can only offer him on the front end four for 50. 
The only way they can offer him more than that is if a team actually puts an offer on the table because he's a restricted free agent, and then the Lakers will have X amount of time to match said offer. Mm-hmm. But what she, what they were describing, Cap, I'm going to teach you a little little bit here, a little Capology, okay? You, wait, what, wait, you're going to teach me Capology? Yeah. Is that with a CAP or a KAP? Yeah, That's that a CAP, but, but okay. for, this, for, the, for the joke, we can do KAP. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so what they, the contract, the way it was structured, you heard Mason say 14, 14, 27, 27. It's actually, as John was right, 11 is the first year. But those last two years with a restricted free agent, they can do what they call the poison pill contract. Okay? So the poison pill contract will allow another team to offer him more money, but it's backloaded which means that it could screw your cap up, obviously, by year three and year four. Um, and with there's a lot of changes coming to the NBA in regards to the cap. I'm going to try to keep this as simple as possible. Basically, they're going to make it more punitive for the teams that are spending above the tax threshold, right? Um, Wait, that didn't way you say you were going to simplify it? That way, they're, the teams that spend all the money, if they're going to spend all that money, they're basically going to be put in a situation where it's going to be so punitive that it's going to be hard for them to continue to do that, which then makes the playing field more even, in theory. So hmm. um, that so that's the contract that is most likely that's going to be offered to Austin Reeves by one of these other teams. It's a poison pill. Not only because these teams believe that Austin Reeves can help them, um, but at the very least... It's going to hurt the Lakers, hence the word poison pill, in regards to their cap situation. Everybody get that? I got it. Yeah, everybody's got it except you, apparently. You know, I was in court earlier this week, George. I told you about this, you know. And um, I say a lot of things now like I don't recall. I try and use phraseology like that. I find myself having a conversation with somebody and all of a sudden I go, I object to that. You're leading, you know. Uh, I object, asked and answered. I say things like this now all of a sudden. But punitive is a very legal term. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure I'm getting what you're saying about punitivity. Uh, punitive. Punitive. Is that a legal term? <laughs> punitive is like punishing. It's so, intended to punish. So the Lakers will punish, be punished in years down the line by the poison pill. Correct. But no, what I was talking about, what it's, what's punitive is the way they're structuring the cap. Basically, the way the NBA cap works, right, right now, currently, is there is a, 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 a what they call a soft cap, right? There is a, a, a cap that you have to come in under in theory, but you can re-sign your own players for more money, right? So there, And then that's called going over the luxury tax threshold, right? So there's this little like space between the cap and the luxury tax, which you're good, but then you have to spend more money, okay? If you spend more money, you're going over the tax threshold, and then there are um, – well, I'm trying to put this in ways where you're not going to ask me yeah, the like, definition like of these really words. dumb it down. Like really – I'm you know, trying my yeah, best. I know. Okay? Uh, salary cap for dummies by George Sedano. Okay. So there's, like I said, there's a salary cap, but mm-hmm. then there's a luxury tax threshold. Mm-hmm. If you go over that luxury ta- tax threshold because you're re-signing your players, for example, uh, LeBron or D'Angelo Russell, right? Like, or whatever, whoever the Lakers own their the rights to, right? Previously, that they're not a free agent um, and they have their bird rights, which is also complicated. I'm trying to realize that you probably don't know what the hell that means either. Um God, I don't think he's going to get any of this ever. <laughs> I actually think you're describing this really, really, really well. No, I'm not. I'm no, you not are. Because no, you you're don't, doing a great job. 
Okay. You, you're doing a great job. You are you are explaining this beautifully. It doesn't mean I understand of what anything you're saying, but you are doing a phenom- phenomenal job explaining this. You are into bird rights from luxury taxes. Okay. There is a there is a salary cap, right? Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. a soft salary cap because you can go above it to re-sign your own players. Let's just forget about all the rights and exceptions and all that stuff. You can do that for most of your own players, okay, based on the contract that they signed. All right? But once you get to that luxury tax apron, it becomes punitive, right? Which means that for every dollar you go over, okay, your the luxury tax, you have to pay out to the league, right, into a pool that goes to all the other teams, you have to pay out a dollar, for example. Let's just say, let's keep it simple. Let's say the Lakers go over by a dollar. That means they owe a dollar into the pot. Okay? Okay. Do you understand that? 100%. Okay. So in these cases, they're clearly not going over by a dollar. They're going over by millions of dollars, most of these teams, correct? Mm-hmm. So that money goes into the pot, then gets um, spread out. Uh, amongst the other teams, the taxpayer teams. But what's happened now in the new CBA that the the league just signed that will go into effect not this upcoming season but the following, they have a second luxury tax apron. And what that means is if you if you blow past the first luxury tax threshold and you blow past the second one, which will be I don't know how much more uh, because that will change year to year. But let's just say let's just say for argument's sake it's not this, but let's just say for argument's sake, it's $10 million more than the luxury tax, okay? Every time you go over that thing, then you can't sign guys in the buyout market. You can't use your, buy- your exemption money to sign guys like the mid-level and all that stuff. So it becomes even more punitive. It's not just now you're paying money into a pot. It means you can't sign guys from the outside, including in the buyout market in March, which is obviously a big deal to most teams that are contending. So this is what I mean by the word punitive, that it's punishing the teams based on how much they're spending because they want to try to level the playing field, similar a la to the NFL. So without calling it a hard cap, in essence, it's a hard cap. Wow. Wow. You know, I mean, I mean, you, guys. you retain zero of what I just said. Hold on. Hard cap, soft cap, luxury tax, threshold, apron, second apron, poison pill. We got to go to break, man. All right. Let me just get back to what Ramona was saying. All right. Because it's not going to matter. I'll tell you about the Austin Reeves thing on the other side. (laughs) We'll play more about what Ramona said about the Lakers' chances of signing people. How about that? We'll just do that, okay? <laughs> okay. I retained everything you said. You, no, you just regurgitated the words. Not that, like, you, you didn't tell me what any of that stuff means. <laughs> All right, we're back in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ah. Let's hear it for my boy. Would never have gotten Denise Williams. Never. Hey. Could never have come up with this. Let's hear it for my baby. You know you gotta understand. Oh, maybe he's no Romeo, but he's my loving one-man show. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's hear it for the boy. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice, nice. Would never have gotten Denise Williams. Would you have gotten Denise Williams? Yes. Come on. Yes. Your your mind is too busy right now on luxury taxes and poison pills. You can't get Denise Williams. It's from Footloose, this song. I would never have gotten Denise Williams. Never. I'd have given credit to my girl Jody Watley. Shout out. This was definitely before Jody Watley. Um. All right. You retain nothing. You just regurgitated a bunch of words, but I'll take it, okay? Hey, listen, that that is retention and regurgitation. Make no mistake, my friend. <laughs> Jacob and Ronnie just text me. He's like, get him, George. Laugh out loud. Objection, Your Honor. <sighs> Leading the right. witness. So, so basically, why don't you do this? After we heard the Momo sound, ask me any questions you have about Austin Reeves. Here's a, let's just do let, it this way. Yeah, okay, you ready? Let, let's simplify things, okay? Yes. Ask me what you don't know, what you didn't understand. It's not about not understanding. It's about this. The Lakers must. I don't know all the poison pills and the luxury taxes and, and all the punitive stuff. Right. Don't you think the Lakers must find a way to keep Austin Reeves? Yes, I do think that's the case. But what, I, what I'm explaining to you is that the, uh, another team can screw with them, basically, by putting the poison pill contract out there, which you could do uh, with restricted free agents like Austin Reeves, which means the first two years will be, you know, what you expect it to be, right? Like $11, 12000000 million or whatever. But then in years three and four, that thing like more than doubles. And then the last two years are going to be like $27 million a piece, which may or may not be a lot of money for Austin Reeves at that time. But you, you hope it's not, but it may be. And well, if he's not... Then you're. That's where you're like, uh oh, you well, know, you're here, in trouble. Here, here's the thing. Today, as we sit here today, twenty-seven million dollars sounds like a lot of money for Austin Reeves. Now, there are some of you that might be driving around right now, going, "Are you out of your mind?" I mean, let's face it. Austin Reeves really behind LeBron and AD. Can we agree? Was he the third most impactful player on the Lakers team from start to finish? Yes. I think we all agree. So so maybe our issue is, and I say ours, if you think that $27 million sounds like a lot of money for Austin Reeves, he's an undrafted player who most people didn't really think could make it in the league. And even if he did, he might be a guy on the end of a bench. How could you pay that guy $27 million? Well, guess what? The numbers, if you're an analytics person, the numbers would say, yeah, of course that's... And by the way, it's probably kind of a bargain. But if Austin Reeves doesn't give you what he gave you this year and you were paying him $27 million, you'd be like, that's a big waste of money. So, you know, Austin Reeves was awesome 
at the price you were paying him this year. Dennis Schroeder was awesome at the money he made this year. The question is, will you love these guys the same way and and your expectations will change when they get paid more money and can they live up to those? Correct, 100%. So then the next one is very easy and simple for you to digest, Cappy, okay? This is strictly Ramona's interpretation of what's going to happen with Kyrie, okay? Mm-hmm. And if the Lakers have interest, what is, you know, you know, we'll start with that and then it'll basically be about what Kyrie, she thinks is in Kyrie's mind right now, him and his camp. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. I think Kyrie is using the Lakers for leverage to get four years out of Dallas. Yep. But I do think the Lakers have genuine interest in Kyrie. I just don't know that they would go four years. Boom. Very simple. She well, thinks he, they're using him for leverage, but I thought the fascinating part of that in those eight seconds was the Lakers have genuine interest in Kyrie. Well, I'll start off with this. I agree with Ramona that Kyrie Irving shows up to the Lakers' playoff game in L.A., of course. He doesn't go to Denver. He comes to L.A. because he is trying to use that as leverage. Just the same way people thought that LeBron was sending out this message of retirement as leverage to the front office of the Lakers of, do what I tell you to do, or I'll retire on you. Kyrie Irving was using that appearance as leverage. I, I really, really would hope the Lakers would not have interest in Kyrie Irving. I understand he's an exceptional basketball talent, but can I just tell everybody something? Basketball, believe it or not, is a team game, and teams win. That's why you see the Miami Heat. They're a team. That's why you see the Denver Nuggets. They're a team. The Lakers were, at the beginning of this year, a collection of individuals. They became a team. Kyrie Irving will not be part of a team. Okay. Well, they have genuine interest, according to Ramona. Well, so they, they shouldn't. They should not. Okay. That, that's different. <laughs> but there's genuine interest. Is Just wanted to explain not at four years. I don't know if not at four years. That. But remember what I said. I'd take them for two. And everyone went nuts when I said that. Now, maybe it seems like the Lakers could also have some interest at that, at that number. She didn't specifically say that, but, but, okay, I'm just saying. All right, so the next one, Cappy, this one's also going to be a little complicated, okay? So I'm warning you on the front end, okay? Are you ready? I am totally ready, and I'm zoned in, because if it's complicated, I even gotta, I'm going to try and write notes. The only problem is sometimes I can't read my own handwriting. Right. Now, this one is about the Lakers trying to make a draft day deal, okay? It was something that Dave alluded to in the story, Dave McMiniman alluded to in his story today about the three different paths the Lakers could take, and he had the anecdote about LeBron probably returning for next year, okay? Now, the Lakers, to make a deal... Wasn't an anecdote, George, just by the way. To be clear, that was a report. Okay, it was an anecdote within the report. So... Not really. <laughs> okay, Cappy, that's fine. <laughs> Just move on so I can get to this Ramona sound. Listen, I'm taking up for my boy Dave McMiniman. That is a report. <laughs> okay. So this is about the Lakers potentially making a draft day trade using the salaries of Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba specifically because they make a combined $26 million and the Lakers do not have to pick up their options until June 29th, which is a week after the draft, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So here's Ramona on that. Here's where I think things get really interesting, and this is going to be great content for you guys going forward, okay? The... Every time I look at the moves the Lakers made, that's Rob Palenka in his front office, the, the... 
the creativity and the way that they got these players back sets up so well for trades at the draft and approaching free agency. Like Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba have the greatest contract. Malik Beasley, they're both team options. Same with Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. Vanderbilt, too. Yeah. Beasley is $15 million. Bamba is $10 million. And they're team options. And it's like, I think it's June 29th. So those are great contracts for a team that like wants to get off money. Right. Or if you like one of those players, you can have them on an expiring deal. But if you trade for, let's say, at the draft, you package Beasley and Mo Bamba. That's $25 million. Right. Let's say, and you throw, throw a number one pick in. They have their own number both with team options. Yeah, both they have their options. own number one pick too. Yeah, that's they can right. throw that so in like there. Number seventeen or whatever it is. Toronto, yeah. and Fred Van Vliet has twenty. Who, oh, by the way, then this this is something not nothing. Clutch guy. Yep. Oh, Fred, see, I love Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet recently signed with Clutch. Recently. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I love Van Vliet. Okay, if you, I mean, look at all the players that are right in that twenty-five million dollar range. Okay. Now you could even throw in a Max Christie or somebody else on the roster to right. get that up closer to thirty. There's a lot of players who make about thirty million, who make in that range that could really help the Lakers and the teams that would be trading them would could basically use those contracts as a get out of jail card. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Don't tell so, me complicated. That wasn't complicated. Okay, I, I didn't know if you'd be able to follow along. Okay. Well, you know, let me I don't, tell you what I heard. You want me to tell you? Go ahead, quickly, go. Malik Beasley, $15 million. Mo Bamba, $10 million. Team options. Put those $25 million together with a first-round pick. Maybe even take in a guy like Max Christie up at the $30 million. And all of a sudden, that's how you get a clutch sports client like Fred Van Vliet. How's that? Who I, who I said the other day when we were talking about all the options, Trey Young, Kyrie, and Fred Van Vliet, that was the guy who said, I would prefer him of all those guys. Was that regurgitation or was that true comprehension? Cappy, that was actual comprehension, and I will give you a lot of credit for that. Wow, thank you. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to do Radio Tinder. We'll get back into some of the other stuff Ramona said at 545. I also want to get something about the Rams that I thought was hilarious. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. That was a good hitting of the post. Nice job. Yeah, that was good stuff there. Did Hank Williams Jr. get canceled a couple years ago? Yes, I think so. Pretty Hmm. sure he did. Don't remember why, but I know isn't that funny? Like does anyone when, remember why anyone right, was canceled? Right, like when when you're canceling him, you're so outraged, and then a couple years later, you're like, "What did he get canceled for?" I don't remember. Yeah, Laura and I were trying to figure out the other day what Chris Chrissy Teigen got canceled for, and we couldn't we couldn't remember it at all. But then she got uncanceled, mm-hmm. so I guess it didn't matter. It zeroed yeah. out. Yeah. All right. So I remember the, what 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 he what he what he said. What did he do? Oh, okay. What, now nah, we just we don't have to. Well, yeah, talk. Well, did he say something wrong? Just, Probably. Just, we don't have to. Just yeah, that's me. my point, though, is that I don't Google even know. Google it, Cappy. Yeah. yeah. I don't exactly. really care. Yeah. All right, so the New York Times Magazine's latest ethics column has created a huge stir online with outraged readers telling a woman seeking advice to immediately divorce her husband. So hmm. this woman wrote to the outlet about her husband flying in first class while booking her and their two children in economy. Oh, that's she bull. She said, 
She said he even recently did it on an overnight international trip to Paris. Come Would on. you guys sit in first class while your no. partner and children flew in economy? No. Swipe left. Listen. Kept laughing like he's done this before. He's probably, for sure he's done it. If he He's too cheap to buy first class to be Breezy. With, uh, I mean, come on. So there's that. But no, 100% that they're all fly- we're all flying together. All right. So um, I, I am laughing. I have never done this before where I've been in first class and I would say to my wife or ex-wife or girlfriend even now, hey, get in the back. You know what I'm saying? But I would just say this, that I would fly first class and I would put my kids in coach. I would never put my kids in first class. Now, I don't really fly first class because I've got this whole Warren Buffett thing that I do, or at least that's how I justify to myself that I don't fly first class. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm sure right. that's why. It's, it's, it's yeah. A, I'm too cheap and I would never pay for it. Um, but really, I justify it by saying Warren Buffett doesn't fly in first class. That's why I don't fly in first class. So, but I would. I'm just telling you right now, I would put my kids in the back and me and R- 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 Rachel in the front. I would do that in a heartbeat. Well, I guess this woman specifically asked her husband, like, yeah. Uh, by the way, it's a lot easier for you to do it with your kids, but uh, yeah, I would say it's older. a little harder for Ari and Mateo to fly coach if I'm I, flying first I class. I would agree. I would agree. But I will just say one thing. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine who uh, actually had started a private jet company, and he yeah. took this picture with him and his kids on a plane, a commercial airliner in coach. And people asked him on social media, why are you flying coach with your kids when you have a private jet company? And he's like, because I don't want my kids to think private jets is the normal stuff. Well, private jets is not normal stuff. He's like, so we're sitting in the back of the plane in a commercial airliner. I like that. How quick was the flight? Good question, George. Don't know. Good question. Yeah, Fair question. Probably not very far. Is Fair my question. Guess too. I think it was yeah. like 12 hours, I think. Yeah, I bet. Sure. I think that's what it was. Maybe it was 16 hours, maybe. Maybe 16 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. Uh, I would not. Absolutely not. I've never done it, and I won't do it. So there you go. We fly together. Wherever that's going to be, we fly together. We're all on the same plane. You guys are just back there. I'm up here. No. <laughs> I knew you'd What's say that, Kathy. All right. Whoopi Goldberg has some strong feelings about American Idol. Speaking earlier this week on The View, she said that she thought the show, which originally aired on Fox, was the beginning of the downfall of society. Oh, she please. said, quote, once we gave people the ability to judge other people, I think we ran amok with it and it's gotten out of control. They invited the public to decide who that person was. And once we did that, it started an ugly cycle. Do you agree with Whoopi Goldberg that shows like American Idol contributed to the downfall of society? Cappy, swipe left or swipe right? I'm going to have to swipe left. Um, First of all, let's just go through this piece by piece. The View. The View is on. Like, do people still watch daytime TV? They do. Okay. I didn't know that. Two. Wasn't Whoopi canceled also? (laughs) Yep, she was. Okay. (laughs) She got canceled, I think. Don't remember what she was canceled for. And three. Hey, Whoop. um, Have you heard of these things called the Olympics? So they have these people, they compete, they have these judges, they make decisions, they score things. Um, Judging is a part of so much. So why judging on American Idol became the downfall of America? Really, was Simon Cowell too mean to everybody? Is that the deal? He was kind of mean. Come on, Whoopi. Um, there were shows before American Idol, too. Let's start with that part of the equation, right? Yeah, the, gong the Gong Show, show. right? I mean, there's a million of these competition shows that have been on for decades and decades and decades, well before that. So, I, I and game shows, for that matter, are, part, are you know, in some way, shape, or form that way. Um, yeah, I, I'm swiping left. Uh, I, I, you know, I just think this just that's just silly, personally. But go ahead. 
All right, next one. Amazon rolled out a retail device called Amazon One back in 2020. It's a digital scanner that allows people to enter locations and pay for their items with just a tap of their hand. Now they're taking it a step further. Now, is that the one they used to use at their stores, the, the physical yes. stores that you could go to? Mm-hmm. And they right. have it at some, well, now they're putting it, they're implementing this new update where it is called age verification. And the update allows people over the age of 21 to purchase alcohol with the tap of their hand, no IDs necessary. Coors mm-hmm. Field is going to be the first place that offers this. Um, customers first have to enroll in Amazon One's age verification feature. You upload like both sides of your ID along with the selfie, you know how that verification stuff goes online. And then if an enroll customer hovers their palm over the scanner, the bartender receives a 21 plus message along with the uploaded selfie. And all the bartender has to do is, you know, check it out. Be like, oh, that same person in that picture. Okay, you're good. So they're going to be rolling out the age verification feature in other locations soon. Do you guys think that this is a good idea? Swipe left or swipe right? Okay, so you're wearing like a bracelet, basically? Nope, nope. It's just your hand. I have no idea how it works, but it reads your palm. A palm reading beer delivery system. No, no. It's just like a fingerprint, but instead of a fingerprint, it's your palm. It reads your palm, and then it matches. And then is your palm like a tree where, like, you know, you know the amount of rings it has or yeah. whatever that it allows yeah. you to tell you how I, old it is? I guess It looks so. at your lifeline, George. No, it looks no, no. at your lifeline. It sees that you're over 21. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the only confusing part to me, but I guess. So it's I, just I don't like, know. It's like, it's like if you were to have, like, your fingerprint when you sign up for clear at the airport, right? Right. You, sign you can up, do your fingers or your retina scan, right? Right. Same thing as clear, but instead it's your palm that it scans. Okay. You just kind of cool. like hover it over it. And so that yeah. way you do all this, you sign up for it ahead of well, time. Well, you have to register your palm right. prior to is my right. guess. You have to right? sign up ahead of time and then it knows it. like, hey, hey, this okay. person's then, 21. Yeah, sure. I mean, wh- so what is the specific question? Like, do you think this is a good idea? I mean, we're to your point, we're already doing it with things like clear, right? With retina scan and fingerprints and things of that nature to get expedited service so if it allows for more efficiency i mean i guess it's okay you know i mean i feel like it's one thing to be doing that though for travel right and safety reasons to get on a plane there's another thing to do that for the bar but okay i don't know yeah i guess they're trying to save time and you know efficiency of people having to like pull out their id and shows of the bartender no i think this sounds really stupid i mean there are some things that you just don't need a machine to replace a human for. Uh, a human being checking an ID, how much time could that take? <laughs> and, and who thought, you know what, this is a very inefficient system. <laughs> to have a human being check an ID and then be duped by a fake ID, or even to waste his or her time checking the ID, we need to have the palm reader. Check your love line, your lifeline, all your different lines in your palms, and then we'll give you a beer. It sounds kind of stupid. Okay, fair enough. Anything else? Do we else? really need this? Do we really I, have to have we this? Don't, we don't really need it, but do we really need any of this stuff, Cap? Like anything. Any of this stuff. You know? I don't know, man. I know that they're trying to decorse field. That stands to reason. I can buy that part of it. Do you, I mean, yeah, do we exactly. need more polls? <laughs> Only. We do, George. You know why? Why is that? Because we Yard need more data. Needs them. We need yeah, more data. That's why. 
Yard Barker needs. That's they right. do. Yard they Barker. need those. They need those bowls. <laughs> Shout That's out content. to Yard Barker. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to Yard All right. Barker. That that is Radio Tinder brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala today. I will do just uh, so you you ever had speaking of Tequila Mandala before we go to break. So. Are you familiar with those ice water drinks? The ice, they're different flavors, right? They're like carbonated water. You yes. mean like hard seltzers? No. No, they're, they're just water. They sell them at like but, Walmart and stuff. Or okay. even the grocery store. Sparkling yeah. water, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's Flavors. just, right. It's just, it, yeah, it, it's just like sparkling water with flavor. Um, I'm going to go get my tequila mandala blanco. Pour me a cup of that and some ice and pour one of those ices in that thing. The One of those flavored waters. They got like a coconut pineapple one. I'm going to try that tonight. That's going to be the drink of the night tonight. You're going to take the pineapple coconut soda water mm-hmm. and put it over a little tequila mandala and put it all a, up in his junt? A little blanco, <laughs> yes. See? Okay, I'm with you. So I'm going to give that a try tonight. Okay, uh, All right, you. so you should try that too. All right, coming up next, the, a Rams rookie quarterback said he was freaking out during OTAs. Find out why next. Time... Let's go. Does everybody have a Buddha in their house? Yes. I do not. No. I do. Baseball? Yep. George, sure do. You, don't, you don't have a Buddha? Nope. Yes, Lindsay, baseball, I do have a Buddha. So when I was a kid, I was probably a teenager, my grandmother had this Buddha statue by the front door of her house. And when you left your grandmother's house, my grandmother's house, she would always tell you to rub the Buddha's belly. Now, I looked at this mm-hmm. Buddha, and I thought this thing was like this big, heavy rock of a Buddha, right? When my grandmother died, I said, hey, the one thing I really want from grandma's place is I really want the Buddha by the front door. And there was like six grandchildren and three children. So I had to fight it out to get this Buddha. Turns out the Buddha is hollow. Like, it's not big and heavy and stone. It's like this little <laughs> hollow thing. So, dude, it sits by my front door. I, so now I have my Buddha by my front door, so when people walk out of my house, you can rub the Buddha's belly. George, you should get a Buddha. In fact, you know what? You got me a Lomi. I'm getting you a Buddha. Oh, thanks. I feel like those are equitable. Those are totally equitable. What if you walk out of your house and you rub that Buddha's belly and something really, really awesome happens in your life that day? <laughs> That's the Buddha that I got for you. It was just Arya's birthday. I'm going to get her a Buddha. Oh, I'm sure totally equitable. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'll have you know that my daughter's got a garden growing in the backyard thanks to the composting from the Lomi from Uncle Georgie. Guess what she did last night? She put What's her that? fresh-grown onions in her Caesar salad. There you have it. So thank you. Did they taste extra good because of the Buddha? I don't know. She told me that they were great. Yeah. Did right you rub the, the Buddha for, for yeah. a good harvest? That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. A good harvest. <laughs> now that I'm now that I'm I live on a farm, George. <laughs> I got I got a farm in the background. Backyard yes. right there. Big old farm. Growing on you. By the way, the vice the, the vice president of the handsome man community in our Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust says those mineral water things are nasty AF. Tequila Mandala deserves better. These ice waters are not mineral water. They're regular water that's carbonated and has like flavors added to them. What are you They're talking delicious. about? Like, like Soleil? Like that brand? Is that the brand you're talking about? Or like, no, or like, it's Le- called ice. Not like, oh, like, not like Leclerc or Leclerc's or Leclerc. No, 
No, it's not that. Wait, LaCroix? what did you call it? LaCroix? Is that what it's LaCroix. called? LaCroix? LaCroix. LaCroix. Sparkling ice is what this thing is called. Uh-huh. I agree with They're the delicious. vice president. I think that I think the tequila mandala deserves nothing. I'm telling you, this is great because I'm not adding any extra sugar to it. No, but you are adding Laura, flavor to is, it. Isn't that isn't that the way to do it? Right? Just give. It's basically. I'm just. I'm just like putting a. a it's like no different. You put club soda in your drinks. How's right, that any different? Right. So then I can taste the vodka. If I put clubs, <laughs> if I put soda water, but I'm tasting the tequila. This is just carbonated water that has flavor in it. You're fruitying up the tequila. They have a really good one that's like strawberry. It's a blanco. Candy. Yeah. What do you think a margarita is? Yeah, Cappy. I I don't do sparkling because I don't do anything sparkling. But I can see where he's coming from. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you, it's better than. No offense, Mason. I know you've been drinking the, the fruity drinks, but those have a lot of sugar. And you Oh, my know, God. I mean, a ton of sugar. I, I know because I like my fruity drinks, too. And I got to cut back. You know, we got the Mandy's coming up. Skinny margaritas. Yes. Well, we do have the Mandy's coming up. Yes. And I, I've been threatening so good, everybody George. that uh, I'm going to wear like a suit. George, you know what I'm going for on, on the Mandy's, the night of the Mandy's. I'm going for a whole different kind of look, you know, because what I am, yes, w- I what I am as a person, George. Is I'm a 53 year old, and I I say middle aged, but I keep getting reminded by a lot of people, you're probably way beyond middle aged at 53, you know. So every time I say, so I'm a yeah, 50, you are actually beyond that because middle right. aged would be like where I'm at right now in my 40s. Okay, well, well, I I consider myself a middle aged, white guy, father of four. Okay, just a regular normal guy. Okay, but yeah. what I want to be is a 21 year old number one overall pick in the NBA draft. So mm-hmm. what I am is how I described it originally. What I want to be is how I plan to dress for the Mandy's. And I've been working hard, man, trying to put my outfit together. In fact, Lindsay Baseball has been helping me quite a bit. She found a really cool chain for me. So much ice, you can't even believe it, George. And there's a K for my last name, and then on top of it is a crown. So I could be walking around like LeBron doing that crown thing that he does, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. So I'm planning on rocking it and taking it to a whole different level this year. All right. In fact, my designer, you know Zap, right? You've met my designer, yeah, I've Zap. I've met him, yes, yeah. Zap tells me that it's all about standing out. He's like, this is the kind of event, the Mandy's, where you want people to be talking about your drip. You feel me? Yeah. So I'm planning on bringing it to another level this year. Okay. I sent you a, uh, the, the website of the sparkling ice waters. And if you go on the top, it says. And if you go on the top, it says products, on the website. Yep, I know this product. You go to classics. Those mm-hmm. are the ones I'm using. The classics. That's what I'm going to pour. It's literally just water, with sparkling, okay. with flavor in it. Okay. It's I got little vitamins product. and antioxidants in it too. So. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna put it. You're gonna do the ice water, with your tequila mandala. Yeah. Sounds like a nice start to the weekend, my friend. With a little Blanco. Mix it up. No sugar. Zero sugar. You know, I'm going to do a little, uh, like I said, I'm going to do a little bit of the uh, the coconut pineapple. It's delicious. All right. You'll report back, I'm sure. Yeah. That'd I don't really nice. have anything going on this weekend. I got to tell you, George, I am, uh, I'm a complete free agent this weekend. So if anybody... Rachel's not around? No, no, Rachel's here. It's just that Rachel was saying to me, we should do something. And remember, I told you yesterday I'm a horrible planner, but you know that already. Yeah. And so we didn't plan anything. And then at the last yeah. minute, we're like, let's go here. Let's go there. 
and they're all like, super expensive. Expensive, booked, etc. And today, beautiful sunny skies. If I can get that for the weekend, I don't need to go anywhere. I just I gotta find sunshine. I can't take the, the, the gray anymore. You know where you should go? Tell me. Yamava. It's a great call. You got the pool going there. I think I, they have a pool party this weekend. Dude, I've I've thought long and hard about it. I I did. I'll go Is if it, y'all go. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Got a lot of free play. Oh, I'll and I got free did. buffets too. <laughs> I got free like buffets. Crazy, I'll treat you. Oh, Lindsay's, Lindsay's like just, the best ga- the mo- the mostest of the gamblerist we know. Oh, I'm dude, sorry, Lindsay guys, Lindsay calls you know. her casino host, and they take care of things, man. Sweets, yeah, meals. She's the mostest. Oh yeah, we need backstage yeah. for Janet Jackson. Yeah. We talked to Hey Queen. No yeah. lie, when she said she talked to her host, I thought she said something else. I was like, damn, girl, you got it like that. She's like, no, no, no. What do you think she said? Did- her host. host is even better, though, than the other thing. I know, but I thought you were talking about the other thing when you said they got the tickets for you. I was like, oh, yep. dang, girl. L- but Lindsay's Kathy, got, I got it buffets. like that. Yeah, I got, I got all these free buffets. I got free play. I even got like a free $100 gift card to somewhere. It's a, it's a mystery. Oh, that my I gotta goodness. Pick up to this oh, week. wow. Look yeah. at that. A mystery card. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, well, apparently, uh, Stetson Bennett, the quarterback that the Rams drafted, feels like Sean McVay uh, and his play calling is a bit of a mystery. So the story goes like this, Cappy. Stetson Bennett, the Georgia kid who I didn't like as a draft pick, okay? I uh, apparent- a draft pick. Yeah, and you loved. Yes, you did love that. Um, is apparently taken aback by how quickly Sean McVay speaks in his headset when sending in the plays. Mm-hmm. Said, quote, the first day I was kind of freaking out with the play calls and stumbling all over my words a little bit. It's weird to hear play set or play call from the earpiece mm-hmm. just completely different from seeing signals which is what we did in college uh he added that you know when stafford was sending the calls in that he could understand it better <laughs> but with mcveigh he speaks so fast and tries to get it in so quickly that he was completely rattled basically by it come on coach mcveigh do better man Come on, what Coach McVeigh. Do better. Come How about on, this 25-year-old quarterback who was in college for like 7,000 years? How about you pick it up there? Oh, come on, Coach. I mean, talk to this kid in his language, man. Guy's been down in Georgia all these years. Come on. I mean, you know, Stafford gets on the mic, and he understands Stafford. Coach, work with your players here. And by the way, Stetson Bennett, here's a piece of advice for you, young fella. Never say the phrase, that's how we did it back in college. Th- those days are over, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Man. The hand Unless signals, that's what you plan on going to do it again. You know? Yeah, I mean, the, the hand signals from the sidelines, that, that's how kids play football. Grown yeah. men, professionals, multi-million dollar superstars, they have electronic earpieces. And so get ready, because you're going to hear it. Stetson. Stetson. X-Factor minus 20. And Ben is like, I didn't understand the damn word he said. Someone asked him like if the uh, the practices were intense, and he's like, "Oh no, we practiced really hard in college. We practiced really hard in Georgia." And it's like, dude, you cannot compare the two. I like this guy. I, he's a winner. I, I I don't know if he's going to be a winner in he's the NFL. I know he is. George, he's a two time national champion, and he's a they guy. won in they won in spite of him. Oh, I mean, come that, on. we cap. We've seen that team. Why would you take that now. away from? Why would you take that away? We've from seen. This young look fella? at that team. How many kids on that roster have been drafted the last but, couple of years? I, I have a question to ask you. Hold on. I have a question to ask you. Is that not what some people had to say about Joe Burrow when he was leaving LSU? No. No, no absolutely not. Joe Burrow was a, was a projected first-round pick from at LSU. Like, people yeah, but, had but, him as a first-round pick. But Stetson Bennett was... Not at the beginning. 
I mean, by the back. time he won the national championship, they said he was a first round pick. Okay, because he had all the intangibles. He had the height. He had the speed. He had the arm. But there were plenty of people that were going, "Yeah, but look, he's playing." Do you know who? You know who Stetson Bennett is. Ever. Do you know who Stetson Bennett is? Smaller mm-hmm. Ken Dorsey. Oh no no no! Smaller Drew Brees. No so, no smaller Ken Dorsey didn't get touched in college. Um, isn't really all that good. Um, was really mature, perfect, good college quarterback, like great college quarterback, perhaps even. But they, he's not an NFL player, man. Oh, I don't like, agree. What are we talking about I here? I don't agree. I think that when you're a young guy. If Matt and, Leinart wasn't an NFL quarterback, you think Stetson Bennett is? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Um, when you are a guy that doesn't have it all handed to you and you have to work really, really hard to get to where you want to go, and that means nobody's recruiting you, you're too short, you don't have the speed, you don't have the arm strength, and you have to go to a junior college and transfer all over to finally live out your dream. And when your college coach says, we, the coaching staff at Georgia, kept saying, this kid can't play here, he's not good enough. This guy kept going on the practice field every day and proving those coaches wrong. And he won two national championships. I'm not telling you he's going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There have been plenty of national champion quarterbacks who put up Stetson Bennett will not be in the league in four years. Boy, you're really, really praying for this guy's downfall, George. I need to get you that. I'm not praying for his downfall. I know you are. You're You're just you're you're making him out to be something he's not. He will not be in the league in four years. George, I'm not making him out to be number one overall pick, but I, I would take my chances on Stetson Bennett before I would take my chances on a Baker Mayfield. How long did A.J. McCarron last in the NFL? You tell me. How long? I'll look it up right now. Okay. Because he's a career backup. A.J. McCarron. Okay. All right. We got to wrap. I'll look it up on the other side because he won't last as long as he did. Oh, man. You're praying on this guy's downfall. One, two, three, four, five. Six years for A.J. McCarron. That's the over-under. It's not bad. Because that's a six-year career in the NFL. Okay. Well, he won't last that long. the average. He won't last that long. Well, it's bad karma. You're praying for his downfall, George. And if you, pray I'm not for his praying downfall, for his downfall. I'm just telling you, hell. it's a dumb pick in the fourth round. Yeah. Sorry, that's all right. I told Les that, so it's not like I'm. I wouldn't say it to his face anymore. You at, you asked him about it, and I said, yeah, I think it was a bad pick. You should have taken the kid from Fresno, who went one pick before you. Should have figured that out. Mm. All right, we got to go to break. All right, you know what? We didn't finish the Momo stuff. She's got stuff on your boy Brody, Cappy. Let's hear that coming up in two minutes. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 